Hi, I'm Kat with the Artist Resource Podcast. I help artists grow their businesses with practical information they can use now. Welcome to Episode 3, Pricing Artwork at the Intuitive Price It Deserves. Today I want to talk about pricing. I'm going to walk you through my own thought process that I've had as a way to help guide you and how you should think about pricing your work. To start off, let's remember that pricing is extremely personal. No two pieces are alike, even if it's the same artist. That said, it's understandable that artists naturally want to be consistent with their prices, but that has nothing to do with the artwork. What I mean is, the artist's natural feeling to price similar sizes at the same price comes from how we are all used to seeing prices in the world. But when it comes to art, prices have nothing to do with size, shape, medium, hours worked on, or any other metric system we're used to seeing in other goods we purchase. Artwork is its own league of pricing, something that won't make sense right away, but let me break it down in a way that does make sense. First off, artwork is a luxury item. There's only one kind of it, and it only comes from one place. The difference between art and not art is the feel. Artwork is feeling. Artwork is meaning. Artwork is something sensed. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It doesn't have to be shocking. Artwork comes in a form that is only understood in the way that our intuitive senses look at it. Artwork has a value that does not fall under any metric system of pricing. There are no real checks and balances on what true art is which leaves a lot of room for gray area and the big question, what is art? Just like believing in a piece of artwork, people believe in religion, science, mutual understandings, the agreements of right and wrong, and so much more we simply can't put on paper. There's a difference between the value of artwork as perceived by the artist as opposed to putting an absurd price on a piece of art for the sake of scamming potential buyers. And that difference is intuition. One of my peers said something that made a lot of sense to this. She's been a curator for art over the last decade, and she says when they price work, it's based on a gut feeling. This is something I completely sense and agree with, but how do we do that for our own work? That brings me to my next point, that artwork is an emotional object. You'll hear this a thousand times in any creative work. The reason why we're not robots is because our human senses naturally enjoy these emotional objects. Things like music, movies, games, and artwork. When we think about pricing our artwork, we have two approaches we can take. Do we want to influence our price with our own physical goals in life? Or do we want the price based on the emotional value of the work in our opinion? Let's take my work for example. When I ran into this issue, it threw me for a personal struggle. I really felt like I understood what it means to price art at an intuitive level. I spent years creating a mindset that separated bill money from emotional value in my everyday life. But then I wanted to make a career out of being an artist, and all the mindset work felt like it shattered because somehow I needed to make a living too, and that meant I needed to make bill money. So, how did I solve this issue and still be able to price at the emotional value I intuitively knew my art was worth? 
Well, I'll tell you what I did, but it's a different personal experience for everyone. So let me come up with other alternatives after I explain. I realized I had two forms of art I could produce. One that was at a studious skill level, and one that was more deeply connected to my inner creativity. The studious form is more fit for any household or person. It used an understanding of color theory, brushwork, and performance at a high skill level. Whereas the intuitive creative side used a more personal side of my style of painting. Both are beautiful forms of art, but I felt more comfortable making a living off of studious work, while the other, I had higher aspirations to give the emotional value it deserves. So that was my way of being able to separate the two, but I think there are a lot of alternatives. For example, lots of people like to sell prints, or t-shirts, or mugs. Lots of people like to design. Lots of people prefer to have a second job that pays the bills. There are so many alternatives to having that bill money set aside that we can really focus on making that emotional value possible in our artwork. So now that we've talked about those two differences for a bit, let's get into the deeper understanding of pricing artwork at an emotional, aspirational value. To do this, we must first very deeply understand the first two points. That artwork is both a luxury and an emotional item. There's not a metric system in the world that can price this the way our intuitive gut feeling can. Just like any form of belief system, it's up to you to feel that flame. Now let's talk about the fears that come up with that before we move forward. It's definitely intimidating when you finally put all that work and somebody reaches out to you for a price. Then we go through a thousand thoughts of second-guessing ourselves and what our work is really worth. Then we think things like, will I offend this person? Will they think I'm crazy? What will happen if I give them a number that doesn't really make sense to them? Well, the truth is, any of these things could happen. Potential buyers could think you're crazy, and your prices don't make sense. But that opinion is based on their own bias and experience that we may never fully understand or agree with. The thing about money is that everybody has a different perspective. I may value $100 differently than how another person places value on $100. It's very individual and personal. But when it comes to art, and when it comes to art collectors, they are able to separate those feelings. They realize the value of art is intuitive, and they appreciate the work it takes to get there. And when it's an item they can't afford, they won't diminish its value. What I'm saying is, the person who thinks you're crazy for your prices was being supportive to try to purchase your work, and maybe wasn't your collector. But the person who doesn't think you're crazy understands your reason, and they simply can't afford it. Okay, so let's do a quick recap. Artwork is a personal item that cannot be reproduced anywhere else in the world, not even by the artist. The original work is the value, and the value is emotional. Money is something that comes with judgment. Whatever number it is, there is a guaranteed judgment with whoever you meet. Effectively separating yourself from bill money and emotional value will set you up for the true pricing of your artwork at its emotional value. But it won't do all the work. It may still be difficult to stand your ground when you start to get backlash from your supporters. But eventually, the right people will understand your intuitive pricing. 
Establish your priorities between the need to make a sale now and pricing at the ideal emotional value of your work. What are your priorities when it comes to pricing artwork? Do you just need to make a sale? Or do you want to go by the ideal emotional value of your work? If you just need to make a sale, there's plenty of books that describe metrics like pricing via medium or size of the piece. This may be an easier way to sell due to the nature of the market value. People may be more likely to purchase if the artwork is relatively priced. But if you want to go by the emotional value, then you may need to lower your expectations on what will sell, who will buy it, or whether it will sell at all. This type of pricing is not for everybody. We often, perhaps too often, hear about the typical starving and tortured artists whose work rise in value upon the artist's death. For example, Van Gogh lived a poor financial life, and his work was not valued until post-mortem. Personally, I'd rather put a price on my work at my own perceived emotional value and take that chance. While it may not happen overnight, there is more value in taking that chance than not having tried at all. I feel like pricing your work through emotional and intuitive value is not often discussed, and I hope more artists would take the chance at putting a perceived emotional value on their work. What do you think? Until next time, friends. Was this podcast helpful? We have more to offer in our creative community. Things like how to market your artwork, how to create content for your audience, and more about growing your community. Join us at katthompsonfineart.com slash community. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share with an artist friend. Bye-bye.